Hello and welcome to Across the Divide. My name is Ashley Lawrence and I'm joined by my brother Ricky Lawrence. Good evening. It's, uh, it's been a minute. It's been a minute, as the kids say, yeah. We had the international break off. Yep. How, how did you spend your international break? Um, what did I do? That was, that was far too long ago for me to remember. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. I'm just trying to distract as long as I can from talking about last weekend. Um, yeah, yeah, this podcast really, uh, no, well, I say no, I'm thinking of you. You mean it's yes, yeah, I, um, I, I much more, I took much more enjoyment from this podcast when, uh, Spurs were top of the league unbeaten. It's not so much fun when they're, uh, losing three games in a row. Um, yeah, what can I say? Well, hopefully yeah. quite a lot for the podcast. <laughs> it was only a few weeks ago where we, well, we both lost our first game of the season, and you know, I guess we were both well, they were under very different circumstances. But since then, um, yeah, our fortunes. I mean, we've we've had decent fixtures, but um, yeah, it's been very very different turn of events for both both clubs. It really, really has. Yeah, I mean, um, there's no two ways about it. The mood at um, Spurs has pretty much done a 180 over the last. That's, that's interesting three because, weeks. yeah, looking at uh, Twitter following your result yesterday, and even during the game a little bit, it seemed like a lot of Spurs fans are still very positive. And it, it seems like the takeaway from yesterday was great effort considering the injuries. Really pleased that we still, you know, went for it, played played, you know, attacking football. And just a shame that we couldn't get the job done, or worse to that effect. Is that is that how you felt both during and after the game yesterday? Yeah, I think actually I, I'm going to take back what I just said. It hasn't done a 180 because that is um, that is far too extreme. There's 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 still a lot of positivity. I think it's a build up of frustration because each of the last three games, taken in isolation, you could. Mm, no, I take that back. You can't take many positives from the Wolves game because we were really bad in that game and we kind of almost got what we deserve, I suppose. But the Chelsea and the Villa games, two home games, you can definitely point to both those and go on a different day. Not just we win those, but we probably win them quite comfortably and then everything's rosy. Um, it's the, the, Obviously, the injuries are piling up. Uh, it, it's really tough to see, you know, one of our most important players come back after nine months and then pick up another injury, um, especially when I, I, I mean, we should probably talk about that in a bit because um, I do have a I do have a hot take on um, on Matty Cash's foul. Um, I uh, yeah, I, it, it's difficult because we just keep losing players and we had so many chances in that first half an hour of that game. And it felt like we were almost going out of our way not to score. And then, um, obviously, to, to give away the equaliser, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but, yeah, no, it, was, it, was, um, it wasn't a bad performance, but it did feel like we were running out of steam. And then you look at the bench, and there's, there's, there's literally not one senior attacking player on the bench. Um, and, yeah. So it all does start to feel a little bit, and and then you look at our next few games, and <laughs> the uh, 
the easy games certainly aren't coming anytime soon. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I get it. I think there's, I guess, because you've had a lot of defensive football or negative football played at Spurs over the last few years. Yeah, it's easy to stay encouraged watching Spurs this season, and I actually completely, you know, on board with that. But I completely understand that. You know, I'm, I'm I would always much rather watch my team play attacking football. Um, than any other kind of football, which we can maybe come on to when we discuss the Arsenal game. But um, yeah, I think like fair, fair, fair play for still trying to play the way that you know you want to play. Um, and yeah, I think the tricky thing is, like I said, if you're suddenly looking at some tough fixtures, then it does you do start to be a little bit concerned. But yeah. when you've picked up points earlier in the season, I guess the positive is that you know you're not suddenly to yeah, well, I mean, at least you've got points on the on the board. Yeah, exactly. Look, we're four points off the top of the Premier League. I yeah, mean, that's exactly. obviously not a disastrous place to be. Um, uh, yeah, I think obviously the the, the, con- the concern is that that gap will widen, but ultimately, you know, we're one two points off the top four, which still has to remain our target. Probably, realistically, it'll be top five that we need to get. So. We're very much on on target of where we need to be. It's just that the the, the flipping results over the last three games has been has been pretty hard to take. I think yeah, if you I mean, probably mixed all the results up and you've got sort of a win win loss win win loss kind of thing, you'd probably be a bit more positive about it all. Yeah, I understand that. But I think I mean looking at your looking at your fixtures, you've I mean obviously you've got City this weekend, and then you've got West Ham, who I feel like you always beat at home. Uh, Newcastle at home, okay. Definitely difficult game. And Forest away, it's not an easy place to go to, but it's not in your the games where you genuinely think, "Oh, that's going to be really difficult." No, I was, no, I was. Yeah, I was talking about these next three. Really, off the back of three defeats in a row. Okay, yeah. The, the City away is obviously as hard as it gets. Yeah. Then you've got, yeah. then you've got West Ham at home. Yeah, we do have a very good record against them at home, but they are obviously very, very up for those games. Yeah, you don't want to lose. And them. it's a you know midweek. Under the lights, you know, all the pick all the cliche boxes kind of thing. That'll that'll be a pretty raucous atmosphere. And then Newcastle, yeah. obviously, super strong, and you know, seem to be picking up quite a few results against the big teams lately. So, um, yeah, I think it's it, it would have been very nice to after those three defeats go. It's okay, we've got I don't know Burnley at home next week, but um, we don't. So we'll, we'll see how. We'll see how that pans out. Um, but yeah, on the uh, on the other side of North London, um, another big, big win. Another big win indeed, yeah. Um, I think well, I, went, I went to the Brentford game uh, in the League Cup this season and I think I said it was one of the most boring games I've been to. Um, but this game on Saturday challenged it. <laughs> A really, really dull game. Um, the only real uh, entertainment, if I call it that, was of our own doing when Ramsdale obviously uh, decided to yeah spice things up. Um, yeah. So then, when Ramsdale when Ramsdale made that mistake, yeah, you could hear the Brentford fans obviously singing just a shit David Raya. So and I was very funny you say that. I, was, I actually couldn't hear them. So yeah, I only uh, heard okay. it on the day. Um, and the Arsenal fans did start chanting his name very quickly. 
but uh, go on sorry carry on yeah no i was just saying that's quite a it, it's a bit of a interesting one for them to go with that really because are they positive towards david Rea still do they still like him it feels like i mean it's pretty clear that he did everything he could to get out of the club in the summer um yes good point actually yeah and thomas yeah. thomas frank wasn't particularly kind of glowing about him in the process of him leaving and I get that, obviously, they were just trying to wind up Aaron Ramsdale, that's fair enough. But normally when you say you're just a shit, beloved yeah. former player, yeah. it's someone who you still have a great deal of affection for, i.e. Spurs with Walcott and Aaron Lennon. There's a few other examples like that. Um, yeah. yeah, I was surprised that, I mean, maybe not surprised, but I wondered if maybe that, that was a kind of a double-edged sword from them using David Ray yeah. as their... Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, I think it is probably, like I said, just winding him up. And it is a bit weird to try and prepare that they would probably have booed if he was playing against them. But uh, I think yeah, they just went with the let's wind up Baron Ramsdale as opposed to yeah, former player. Uh, but um, yeah, it's an interesting one. I um, so that was that was I actually looked away for a second and suddenly I was like, oh, okay, we're one 0 down. Then obviously Ramsdale mm. did just about enough to stop him shooting into the empty net. Um, but when he passed, it was like okay, well. That was clever. He's now scored. And then obviously Declan Rice was there to save the day. Although I did think about it again when I watched or I noticed it when I watched match today that Declan Rice does make quite an interesting run. He runs really, really fast to Aaron Ramsdale. And I guess he probably thought that Ramsdale could have passed him, but he was tracked. And anyway, I mean, discussing playing out from the back isn't probably uh, what anyone wants to do here. But um, yeah, I think. Yeah, obviously just kick the ball as far away from you as you can at that point but he slipped and <laughs> anyway um yeah, and then they did it again from the very next corner uh sorry net very next goal kick so um yeah it was an interesting one but then zinchenko clear one off the line as well which he recovered from yeah. his mistake and i would say the biggest talking point up until have scoring was i think we've spoken about this before is the referee just talking to players oh. um, and I felt really vindicated when I got home and I looked at my phone and I saw that a couple of my friends in my WhatsApp group said the same thing. But I'd say there were at least three corners where the referees spent a good portion of time talking to the players. One, one where it was quite late on. So we see Arsenal fans were more and more, uh, you know, getting desperate for a goal. And he was just talking to Declan Rice and talking to Declan Rice. And my friend said, it's going to give a free kick. It's going to give a free kick against him. And straight away, corner comes in free kick i just don't get why these refs talk to the player this ref was uh, he was particularly bad he loved a chat um but yeah and then obviously there are some things in football which are just written in the stars and that was it on saturday it was it was just made for kai havertz to pop up in the 90th minute and score what is a massive goal it's just the way football works uh-huh. sometimes why though? What? Why is it made? Because he's. I mean, he's. Because I don't know. If, first time he's scored a significant goal. Why was it? If yeah. Because that's it. Like, well, we couldn't. We barely created a chance. Um, and because you just you we needed a hero, and there's no better way to swing your uh, what you know your fortunes at a club around than scoring a last minute winner. If you'd have scored with like, you know. An hour to go, or whatever, or even half an hour to mm. go. Oh, that was, you know, great. Kai Havertz is sort of 
you know, can maybe hopefully turn his fortunes around, but score like that if right in front of the away fans, it's just it's just perfect. Yeah, but I, but I mean, he's been playing for you all. It's not like he's just come on and scored on his debut. Like, he's been playing for you all season. He hasn't scored a significant goal to this point. It definitely has not. No, but that's what I mean. Is in like he could have. Scored well, why was it made? Uh, it's not like he has any connection with Brentford. It's not like oh, he's no, returning but... to. Returning to why was it made yeah. for him to um, do that? Because we yeah. needed a. We needed someone yeah, to but step I'm up. Saying, I'm sure there's been other times where you needed a goal and he hasn't scored. Well, yeah. Um, I don't know if he was... I'm trying to think of the late goals scored this season. I don't think he was still on the pitch against Man United, but he might have been, but I don't think he was. No, but I'm saying when, when you needed a goal so, and he hasn't done it. Like yeah, I'm all saying. The times when you drop points. Well, I mean, we've only dropped points against you, Newcastle, and... Yeah, well, why didn't he score against us? It wasn't... Well, I don't yeah. I don't understand your point. Why was it made for him to score on Saturday? Um, okay, it could have been made for him to score in the other games where we have four points, but it was. But well, yeah. if you'd have scored against Fulham, which is like our fourth game, it would be like, oh yeah, of course, sixty-five million pounds. You know, he should yeah. be scoring. It just felt like that that was a great moment for him to turn his fortunes at the club. Oh, around. undoubtedly, it was a great moment. I just didn't, I didn't get your point about saying that it was made for him to score. Like, it, it, it it's, it's no more made for him to score yeah. then than it has no. in the other twelve games. Um. Well, no, that's not true because if you just scored, like I said, if you scored the fifth against Sheffield United, who cares? We've only dropped points in okay, not the, not three the other twelve games. We dropped points in three games. Yeah. Um, one, I'm gonna I'm gonna say he probably was on the pitch for at least one of them. I think he was still on the pitch against you. I'm looking and, now. He came he came on at, he came on at half time against us. He didn't do anything. Yeah. No, no. Why was it made for him to score then? That's right. It was. It was. He just didn't. Um, that would have been bigger. Okay, he, so he came on. He came on. He came. He came on at Stamford Bridge. Surely that was when it was made for him to score. Uh, he turned, he turned, turned the game round. Oh, yeah, sorry, we dropped points of four games. Turn the game round. Um, oh, yeah. It, it, just to be clear, it can be made for him to be scoring in other games as well. But he didn't do it. I don't think it was made for him to score on Saturday. It, he did score. Oh, I've, I've, clearly. Yeah, maybe I'm being a bit romantic stroke. Uh, yeah, because when you said, oh, something's just written in stars, I was like, why? Like, I don't have it. So no connection to Brentford. He's he's played in every other game and not scored, so it's not. It, it, there's no. I don't know. We needed someone uh, to step so, up. So are you saying that he, when he came on, you're like he's definitely going to score? No, but I would say, yeah, more of like a, a fan thing is that when okay, I'd say two things. One, every game so far, he's been we, rubbish. When we've needed someone to score, yeah, it's been like that. Have it. This is this is it's going to be Havertz. Yeah, exactly. I, that's and, my point. And he hasn't and, done it. And he hasn't done it. And mm. also, as a fan, like when you see him coming on, I think you do the same thing as well. Is when you see him come and go, right, come on, this is this is your chance, this is your moment. Oh uh, no, of course. But that, but that's what right. I'm saying. Okay, so maybe you there was no more, no more his chance than all his other just, Okay, fine. Not risen stars. Let's just say it was. What do I want to say? It was a great well, opportunity I, I, for him I, to score. I don't know. I don't, you don't need to say great, anything. Great opportunity for him to be the hero, um, yeah. and he took it. Okay, fine. We'll yeah, that's that. that's that's definitely true. I was just confused by your initial characterization of something okay. you said, and we can play the tape back. You said something was written in the stars. Yeah, fine. I, 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 but, all right, I'm pedaling that, that slightly, mostly because okay. yeah, I was like I said, I was being very like uh, romantic. If yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, I'd like to think that normally sixty-five million buys you more than one significant goal. Maybe he'll score more. How many, how many did it buy for? Uh, 
Bumbley. Well, he's definitely scored more than Kai Havertz so far. No, no, he's but, um, significant. But, yeah. but he's not a, not an attacking player in the same way that Kai Havertz. Oh, and okay. I think we can all see Tungi and Dombele was a massive flop. <laughs> right. So if, if, if he's your level of aspiration for Kai Havertz, then, uh, yeah, just, then it was just a price, price tag. So yes, that was that was uh, that was amazing. It was, it was absolutely brilliant. Obviously, 90th minute, right in front of the away fans. Um, I would like to jump back. You said you had a hot take on the Matty Cash foul on yeah. Benteke. So I feel like sometimes there's just a, a sort of a consensus amongst, I suppose, neutrals, because obviously fans of the teams involved are always going to be biased. I feel like there's a consensus of like, this: that is a foul, that's a yellow card, that's a red card. And so I'd like to put it to you on behalf of the wider footballing public. Why did Matty Cash not got sick, got not, not get sent off yesterday? Okay, interesting. So when you said hot take, I didn't know which direction you were going to go in. I feel like I need to watch okay, tackle and, again. And, and, and just as a point of comparison, is Matty Cash's tackle worse, as in more dangerous or less dangerous than Christian Romero's um, that he got sent off for against Chelsea? Forget the penalty free kick thing. Which one is a worse tackle? Which one more endangers the opponent? And is and is more out and out intending not to take the ball, given that Romero did get the ball. Um, yeah, what, I think it feels I think like. Yeah. I think you're going um, along dodgy ground because trying to compare one tackle another. One referee with another referee. I know there's VAR. That is the entire point of referees is to apply the rules consistently across games. Well, yeah, so like, but... especially especially with VAR, they watch the replay a hundred times, slowed down, sped up every single angle, and they say that is a yellow card tackle. Well, that is a I red think, card tackle. So I think, um, and I imagine this is on record. I don't. I'd say that I think Romero. It was harsh to be sent off. Um, because he did get the ball, and I know he followed through. And I would, the way in which I guess I'd answer is that Romero's start ended up in, I'm not sure whose who's leg it was. Yeah. Um, um, Enzo, Enzo Fernandez. Enzo, yes, of course, yeah. Um, so his start ended up in his leg, and that, I, it's like, it's just almost like a, an unwritten rule, if you like, where it's like, oh, well, you, your side's connected, that's a red card. I don't. I think it would have been fine if Romero wasn't sent off. I, maybe I'm being a bit biased and flippant, but I just don't, I just don't see Matt Cash as a red card. I, I actually don't think... I don't but think I Matt Cash say that should... It's kind of crazy to think it was a red card. No, no, I was going to say, I don't think Matty Cash should have been sent off. But I also don't see the diff. I think if you were looking at both tackles, you're going, which one is da- more dangerous? It has to be Matthew Cash's. Forget the outcome. Uh, I'm, not can't. Sure. I'm not sure I agree or disagree. I think it's difficult to say. Well, because Romero gets sent off because it's a dangerous foul. It's not just he tripped the man. It's a dangerous foul. Okay, you can have that view. But is that more dangerous than what Matty Cash did? Forget the outcome. Obviously, Ben's Well, that's right. Matty Cash is more dangerous than Kai Havertz against Newcastle. Than Eddie and Ketis against Spurs. 
on uh, the keeper. Like, uh, obviously, it's easy for me. Yeah, to I mean, Arsenal I agree. Arsenal are a dirty team. I know. This is um, the thing. Like, this is the thing. I, I, I just think that there's this weird. Everyone sort of agreed that Romero should have been sent off, and I don't even necessarily disagree because I do think. Yeah, I think at the time was, you said it was. Yeah, I do think there was danger to it, but then you see what Cash did, and Cash was so far away from the ball. I think there is a, as a, in football, you can pretty much, if, if your boot doesn't go into someone, or your studs definitely go, don't go into someone, you can have one late tackle like that. It's difficult to police. What can you say? Say, you know, I, I don't know how, I don't know how you stop that. It wasn't outright thuggery, if you like. It was, or even if you think it was, it wasn't, didn't look on the face of that dangerous. I don't think he catches him with, um, you know, I don't even know if his boot goes into his heart because, you know, he can only see it sped up. Um, or I've only seen it sped up or, sorry, normal, in normal uh, play. But yeah. uh, it just looks like one of those where you've gone, right, I'm going to, you know, you can, I don't disagree that he's set out to, you know, reduce, if you like, yeah. uh, and all that kind of stuff. But there's nothing to say you're not allowed to do that. You're just going to get it. Well, I think there, there is. I mean, you're not, yeah, obviously not allowed no, to, to get a yellow card. But yeah. The chances are you will get a yellow card. And yeah. it's a calculated risk. You know, if you're, if you're setting out to injure someone, chance there's a good chance you're going to get sent off. If you're setting out to lay a marker on someone, if you like, and say, just, you know, I'm going to yeah. get stuck into someone, there's a chance you'll get away with it and you'll get a yellow card. Yeah. And if, if someone said to Matt Cash, you know, try and just, if you can get a yellow card and injure Ben Tanker, that'd be amazing. Well, he, I'm not saying they did, but like they, then he achieved his um, mission. Yeah, but, yeah, you know, yeah. on another day, he goes in too hard, gets sent off, and Pentaco doesn't get injured, and then it's gone tits up. So you've brushed aside Brentford. Well, you haven't brushed aside Brentford, but you've, you've got a massive result against Brentford, and now you've got two games coming up this week. Yeah, we've got Lons in the Champions League on Wednesday. Um, and if we win, and have you got? Group, I was going to say, okay, so that that secures top of the group, okay? Yeah, so that would be as a big incentive means we can uh, put out the kids, as they say, um, against PSV in the final game of their group. Yep. Um, and then we have Wolves on Saturday at three o'clock. You yep. have a, it's on paper a much harder game. We do. I think on paper, in reality, in any kind of scenario, <laughs> I'd say most people would um, rather play Wolves at home than Man City away. Um, yeah. Obviously, well, I I, I, go on, you go for it. Well, I was going to say, obviously, a lot is made of us having a pretty good record against City, but it tends to be at home yeah. rather than away. We haven't really got too many positive results um, away. Even the... Um, even the famous Champions League quarterfinal, we actually lost that game. But um, yeah, I think I don't hold out much hope for us on Sunday, put it that way. Nice. That's fair. Um, I think the big question. Oh, I thought move, you might ask this. Moving on from our, building on our conversation from two weeks ago, the big question yeah. here is um, assuming that. Well, yeah, exactly. Assuming that, that you beat Wolves, because I'm sure you'll say, well, if we don't beat Wolves, whatever. Assuming that you beat Wolves on Saturday, who will you be cheering for when Manchester um, Tottenham Hotspur? 
Yeah, if I'm if I am being completely honest, if I if I, I mean I'd probably go draw. Mm, yeah, but you can't cheer for a draw. Don't know about that. So you would so your priority, your number one preferred result is a draw. Yeah, I think so. You can see my okay, so, so I think so. But 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 way ahead of uh, Man City winning is Spurs. It was going to draw and Spurs winning. Way ahead. Way yeah, ahead. yeah, yeah. I don't want. I don't want. I don't want Man City to win. Supposed to be it, clear. It, it's just um, obviously, it's a it's a lovely consolation. And if they are going to win, then like nine or ten, yeah. it'll be great. But um, yeah. So to be clear, you see. You see, Man City is far more of a concern to you this season than Spurs. Again, yeah, to continue where we were the other week, yeah, I'm, I'm still reaching for the stars right now. Okay, um, fair enough. Man City drop points at the weekend, albeit against a very good Liverpool side. And Liverpool have, I just, I'd say, just as much in the hunt for the title as we are. Um, very much so. Maybe more. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think that, that's probably fair. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I imagine that the result on Saturday was pretty ideal for you. Yeah, um, but and, may, and maybe, so, maybe even you beating Liverpool will be ideal to come the end of the season. But maybe. Oh not. yeah, maybe. Um, I, did, I did say, I did say at the time that I said I've, I think I've actually said from almost being in the season that I think Liverpool are a really good side. So when he did beat them, I said just you know who knows it might not be so bad. Yeah, um, yeah, I think you, I think you did say that on this podcast. But um, just to be clear. If by some miracle Spurs are given a penalty because we haven't had one yet this season, yeah, and yeah, and yeah. Hyung Min Son steps up 90th yeah. minute. I'm assuming yeah. Hyung Min Son will take it. Yeah, um, yeah. you and it's one all. Yeah, um, then it's like perfect situation. But yeah, you you you'll want Hyung Min Son to score that penalty. Yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, I've, I'm sure I can dig out a Spurs shirt if you want to. Don't need a Spurs shirt. It's just. Well, yeah, just if you're going to be cheering us on, might as well get fully into the role. Um, well, by that token, I would have, you know, be down a lot of money if I had to wear the shirt of the team that I support. No, it's just I just feel like you know, if you're if you're fully crossing the North London divide, then then why not you know, why not wear the shirt to to, to really? I'll, I'll be sure to buy your Wolves one in uh, and then. Uh, well, no, but 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 I always I always but of course I want. My rivals to lose. That's that's goes without oh, saying. Okay. I want I, I I wanted Brentford to win. I want okay. Lomas to win, and I want Wolves to win. That, that's that's just standard. I think the fact that you want Tottenham Hotspur to win on Sunday should be celebrated. Okay, that's fair. I'll teach you. Right, teach we'll you bring, bring me one round. Okay, no problem. I'll I'll, uh, I'll, I'll bring the I'll kids. Make, I'll make good use of it. Put it that way. You could really confuse your kids because I know that your children quite often get harassed by the Spurs side of the family. You could really yeah. confuse them this Sunday if you tell them that actually we want Spurs to win. <laughs> I think we've actually gone down that path last season. Yeah. Uh, it was a very proud moment on yesterday when my daughter came running in and saw that Aston Villa winning and cheered. Um, so, yeah. yeah. So, we'll, we'll keep it at that. No need to confuse matters. Fair enough. Well, um, okay. Yeah. I did, some, I did... I wanted to mention uh, something Spurs related though, because um, obviously on Sunday morning, uh, obviously the passing of Terry Venables. Yes, I wanted to talk about Terry Venables as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, as as the Spurs fan, and I'm not great with years, but I'm going to guess that you went to did you go to Spurs matches under Terry Venables? Yeah, he was the first Spurs manager okay. I saw us play under. He was, he was the first one I remember, to be honest. And yeah. 
yeah, definitely formative years for me, yeah. Yes, I mean, I don't know if you have any memories as such, if you were too young, but... Uh... Well, yeah, I, yeah, I, I certainly wasn't old enough to kind of have a kind of proper concept of a manager, you know, kind of dictating how the team plays, picking the team, that kind of thing. Um, but but he was definitely someone who left a mark everywhere he went. I mean, there's, it, it is, this is a very obvious thing to say, but I'll say it anyway, it is always sad when you don't find out some of the amazing stuff that, that, that people do until they pass away. I mean, yeah, he's definitely, a, a, by all accounts, a great guy. Yeah, I mean, my main memory of him is obviously uh, Euro 96. Um, and I think it was, you know, everyone loved that England team in that tournament. So uh, that, you know, I guess if you put club loyalties to one side, everyone just, everyone loved him, really. Um, and yeah, yeah definitely. Young to remember him as the Spurs manager, so that helps. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's uh, probably not the, the, the greatest thing for us to celebrate right now, but he remains the last Spurs manager to win the FA Cup. Um, so, you know, He's got that legacy. That's certainly the first trophy I remember Spurs winning. Um, and yeah, he, he he did some amazing things in Spain as well. I, I actually hadn't realised that he um, lost the European Cup final on a penalty shootout. Oh, I had that. Um, yeah, yeah while, while Barcelona manager. And there's a brilliant photo which um, everyone should look up of uh, him being um, held aloft by two Barcelona players after reaching the final. And there's a 15-year-old Pep Guardiola, um, who actually must have been ball boy, um, just stood to the side looking up, um, in a kind of adoring look on his face. So it's a pretty amazing photo, obviously, given what, what he went on to achieve. Um, but yeah, there's you know he was he was I think like I say it's 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 always sad to kind of um, look back and and realise just what an impact someone like him made on on the game. Um, but yeah, I think you know for both of us, Euro '96 was pretty significant, and and he was obviously um, in charge at that time, and he probably got the best. I think probably remains the best single England performance of our lifetime. The, the, the Holland. I just remember just watching that game and being absolutely blown away by what England were doing to this incredible Holland team. Um, and yeah, obviously, yeah. Penalty shootout away from final there. So we've got another um, fun-filled weekend to look forward to. Obviously, we'll both be cheering on the Mighty Spurs on Sunday afternoon. Um, before that, you'll be uh, down at the Emirates for Arsenal Wolves on Saturday. Yep, taking my niece, actually, um, which I'm really looking forward to. Excellent. Not your daughter, just to be clear. No, I was going to say, if my daughter was going to Arsenal Wolves, I'd have serious questions to ask. Um, <laughs> Okay, well, enjoy that. Uh, I mean, obviously, I don't really mean that. I hope uh, I hope Wolves get uh, get a get a nice result, but I'm not holding out much hope. I still seem to have a way of uh, picking up wins annoyingly easily in those sort of games. I find. Uh, yeah, you're forgetting other drop points at home to Fulham, and but yeah, yeah, but on the whole, straightforward. More often than not. More often than not, but we will see. We will reconvene to uh, to see what how that how those two games have uh, panned out, and we'll have a whole new set of things to discuss. I imagine. Fantastic. Well, uh, as always, it's been a pleasure. Um, 
enjoy your uh, your time at the top of the league. Let's hope it's brief. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm hoping you help us extend it on Sunday afternoon. Oh. Um, right, until then, see you soon. Great. See you, bro.